Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, Wine and Crime listeners. If you can't get enough of true crime, I've got a podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The Angel of Vine. And it's a scripted limited series that combines classic Hollywood noir with contemporary true crime podcasting to tell the story of a journalist who discovers the secret audio tapes of a 1950s Hollywood private eye who cracked the greatest unsolved murder mystery Hollywood has ever known and didn't tell a soul. The Angel of Vine features a stellar A-list cast, including Joe Manganiello, Constance Zimmer, Alan Tudyk, Mike Coulter, Camilla Luddington, Misha Collins, and Alfred Molina. You can find The Angel of Vine on Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more of The Angel of Vine, you'll find advanced episodes, ad-free episodes, and bonus content exclusively on Stitcher Premium. Just go to stitcherpremium.com angel and use promo code ANGEL to get your first month of premium free. <laughs> Okay, you are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yes, Mm -hmm. 100 episodes worth of really, really obnoxious Minnesota accents. Lots of hangovers. Or or as one iTunes reviewer recently said, (laughs) unflattering accents. Those are just our voices. About it. Glad Uh, they picked up on that. That is just my face. Can you back the fuck off? (laughs) Not here to look pretty. That's for sure. Faces for real. Done. (laughs) Okay. My name is Kenyon. I'm Lucy. And I'm the overbearing one, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) And this is our hundredth motherfucking episode. Believe it or not, we're still on the air. We never (laughs) thought it could be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Where am I? What's my name? Who are you? What year is it? What have we done? To ourselves. This, this show, like, not to get sappy, but, like, this show has, like, seriously transformed my life, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really grateful. Samers. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah. Ditch. Cheers. You, yeah. Cheers, you dumb broads. Yeah. Cheers. We're pretty yeah. funny for a bunch of gals. <laughs> bunch of skirts. <laughs> <laughs> I think the word that guy used was broads. mm, mm, Broads. mm. Funny for broads. Got it, got it, got it. Um, We're also going to be recording a drunk dive episode after this episode. Um, And so for those of you who don't know, our drunk dive episodes are like mini eps that are really silly and totally irreverent. And um, we post them on our Patreon page, and that is Patreon bonus content for anyone giving at any level on Patreon, you get full access to that stuff. Yep. So, yep. And they're even it's silly than normal because we're actually 
pretty shit faced. <laughs> We're and like we end intentionally hammered. Every drunk dive episode by translating random things into Klingon, and I am attending Klingon Christmas Carol tonight in Minneapolis. Oh my god, lucky! Oh. So I am ready. My body is ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just be aware. I've also, in honor of this hundredth episode, uh, Zach bought me like an absurdly large bottle of uh, fake champagne yep. or like MCC, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I've already started to pregame with that. Mm-hmm. I've got and a bottle of Frisianet sitting right next to me, you big beauty. Oh, you, <laughs> you beautiful bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we are set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also really excited for the topic of this episode. <laughs> this was really something. <laughs> so this is not a fan pick. This is an OG gals pick. And that's, you're going to know <laughs> there's a big difference between our picks. will be apparent. Canal crimes. <laughs> to <laughs> Who knew there was so much to say about canals? We did, and now um, all of New York did. <laughs> no, okay, the topic, I'm so excited. The topic is centenarian crime. Oh my god, yes. Great horse, so, great racehorse name. Centenarian <laughs> crimes. Also, centenarian. Um, Ooh, centenarian, yes. Mm-hmm. But both work, right? I, I didn't fuck it up. Yeah, no. Centenarian, I think, is better. When I Googled okay. it, it came up as a real word. They're so, both real mm-hmm. words. Yeah. I'm just saying. Nailed you nailed it. it. You nailed it. <laughs> okay. So basically, 100-year-old people. Crimes. People. Yeah. Not as in crimes 100 years ago, as in people who were born 100 years ago Correct. committing crimes. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. fucking welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Lucy and I are drinking some champers, but yep. Amanda, what is our official wine crime pairing? <laughs> uh, we splurge for this episode on Wink Wine Club's Dime 100 Meritage Red Blend. Hail. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. It just drips down the glass. <laughs> Oh, okay. um, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> so for those of you just joining us 100 episodes in, welcome. Wink Wine Club is one of our first ever sponsors, and they have stuck it out through uh, a lot. Thick and, and thin. We're really, really glad to have them. Um, if you head over to their amazing website, trywink.com, and use forward slash gals, that's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com forward slash G-A-L-S, you can peruse their unmatched inventory of wines from all over the world. A lot of them coming from California. So we've really been diligently doing our part in helping rebuild Mm -hmm. that wine economy after all the devastating wildfires, which is actually pretty great. So if you could buy a lot of California wine right now, I highly recommend doing it. Um, We're basically philanthropists. Yeah, a hundred percent. This website's awesome because they also have a little flavor quiz. I can help you figure out what's, what wines might work for you if you're kind of new to wine, but you can also skip the quiz and just go straight to their uh, inventory and just load up your cart with anything you want. Um, once you have four or more bottles in that box, they take care of the shipping, which is awesome. You could put 50 bottles in there if you wanted. As long as you have at least four, 
They're going to take care of the shipping. They'll ship it to your house, to your work, to a local Walgreens with a FedEx drop. It's so, so convenient and amazing. And if it's your first time ordering from them, you use that promo code GALS, you get 20 bucks off that first box. It's like getting a free mm-hmm. bottle or two because mm-hmm. their prices are so great. Mm-hmm. Um, this wine pays tribute to the classic famed Bordeaux blend, mm. mm-hmm. which a true Bordeaux blend right out of France. Holy shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but California yeah. has Mama, come, yeah. Mommy likey. Mommy fucking likey. But California has made actually a great name for itself in sort of recreating these very classic Bordeaux blends, and this is another beauty. So this is 41% Cab Sauv, 38% Merlot, and 21% Cab Franc. So those, like, the big three heavy hitters, these beauties. It's a premium red blend. It's perfect if you are a Cabernet drinker. Um, It's the 2016 vintage in Sonoma County that is this super high-quality, deeply colored red. This is aged in natural French oak for... or Sorry, Asian neutral French oak for nine months. So it's not overly oaky. It just kind of takes out some of that acidity. It's like smooths out the wine and balances a dark cocoa powder flavor note Um, with black fruit, depth, (laughs) complexity. It's unbelievable. You're going to get dark cherry, dried herb, a tiny hint of oak. It's fruit forward, but it has a dry finish. So it's going to leave you like salivating just a little bit. Full bodied. Clock's in around 13.8%, so it's not going to be crazy acidic. It's not too high in alcohol. Um, It is, however, recommended that this bottle decant. So I am going to open it and then let it stand for about 10 to 15 minutes in the bottle. Just a reminder, you can decant slightly that way. It's better to get a decanter or just move the entire bottle, pour it into a different vessel. It doesn't have to be fancy because just the act of pouring it out of the bottle oxygenates that wine and kind of kickstarts the process of exposing it to oxygen and kind of leveling out some of those flavors. But Mm. you can let it sit for a little bit longer just in the bottle, give it a swirl every once in a while, and then once it hits your glass, it's going to be in good shape. I decant. I literally (laughs) decant. I decant even. I literally decant. decant. (laughs) Was it one of you who told me the joke that's like, why do why did the girls walk in uh, groups of three and five? I don't think so. Because they literally can't Can't even. even. (laughs) (laughs) I was like to cast spells. To cast spells. (laughs) To summon men (laughs) all. (laughs) <laughs> he's in everything he's everywhere he, i'm his daughter now okay <laughs> so this is obviously a popper we're gonna pop her open with a nice pop i am not using the winged wine opener i am using the original nice pop wine key mm-hmm. but this is how it's happening and, and uh for all you folks who prefer a wine key the old one's been sold out for a while, but we got a new one coming your way. Yeah. By the time this airs, it should be up on the store within about a week. I yeah. love it. They're super so get cute. Get your ass so ready. So excited. Get, get your sweet cute. ass ready. All right. Are we ready to pop? Ready. Mm-hmm. And. Whoa. Centenarian pop. We're popping on nice air. Pop. I never That's thought we could pop. A pop for the ages. Stuck in my head. <laughs> That's a pop you only get once every century. <laughs> I love it. Once in a lifetime pop. 
Mm-hmm. Um, all right. La, I am very curious oh, to know yeah. what <laughs> your background and psych could possibly be for centenarian crimes. Well, before we get into that, <laughs> and I'm really nervous. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Is it a joke? No, but I have a joke for the end of the episode, so don't let me forget. But before we get okay. to that, I have a song. Oh, my God. Uh, what? An original song? Kinda. <gasps> Are you ready? The, any episodes where we I go into the shared document and Lucy has hidden her notes, I'm always yes. like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, what's happening? Okay. Oh, my God. Before my I begin, sweating. may I recommend that you get away from your dogs? <laughs> Okay. okay. This is slightly out of my vocal range, what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, my headphones are securely fastened, so we oh should be no. fine. All right. My champagne flute is thin. It's good. It's pap. fragile. <laughs> nice pap. <laughs> All right, take ready? it away. Okay. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm as ready as I could ever possibly be. Okay, here we go. <gasps> yes! <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. <laughs> Here we go. 525,600 minutes. That's not an accurate number of minutes on air. So not quite. 525,600 minutes. How do you measure a hundred episodes? In weapons, in cruise ships, in husbands, in bottles of Grenache, yes. in stabbers, in bones, in drownings, in fraud, and yes. it feels like 525,600 minutes. How do you measure a hundred episodes? How about oh shoves? How about gloves? How about shoves? Measuring gloves. Yes, yes. Spatters of blood. Spatters of blood. One hundred episodes worth of tooth pulp and Victims. Yeah. Catfishing, exorcisms, criminal profiling. How do you measure the life of a fucking weird podcast? Forensic Lucy learned. Wines Amanda imbibed. In bridges, Dan burned. Jeffrey Canyon supplied. True crime and comedy is an old color blend. But because we're all a little unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to remember the blood. You know that blood is a major source of DNA. Oh, <laughs> passive, 
Holy shit! God bless the vitamins. <laughs> I, I, I've never been so happy. <laughs> this is my happiest moment. I'm sobbing. I'm straight up sobbing into my pop filter. <laughs> Like I said, a touch out of my vocal range, but, you know, commitment's worth oh, a lot, right? My, God. my favorite was Unhinged. <laughs> oh, it was Dan's Bridges burned. <laughs> it was so good. So good. Measuring glugs. I can't. Well, I, how I about can't shoves? How about gloves? How about chugs? Measuring blood. Oh, spatters of blood. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, my God. Wow. Well, oh. special thanks. I'm so sweaty. I think I'm just going to take my top off. I just, I took my sweater off halfway through because I couldn't breathe. No, I think I'm going to take, like, my whole top off. I might Do just it. record this topless. Do it. Record topless. I'm never listening to this episode because I don't even want to know what that sounded like. I'll record hey, topless if you record topless. Let's do All this. Right, I'm, do it. I'm doing it. I'm oh, doing should it. I take my top off? Yeah, take, take your, your top off. Let's take our tops off. All right, I'm doing it. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, my For centenarian my crimes, we're just Oh, my topless. God, it's so refreshing. Oh, yeah, that does feel really good. Good call, Kenyon. Yeah. Oh, okay. This should oh. be a new podcast uh, topic. Not topic. Topless. Concept. I like this. I feel loose and free. Yeah. I feel good. I should have oh done my this God. before We're the already song. wasted. Lucy okay. just fucking blew our minds. We had to take our tops <laughs> off. We have not even gotten... 15 minutes into this episode yet. <laughs> what, what would you guys do if I was like, oh, oh shit, no. my recording froze? <laughs> I would kill you. I'd make you redo it. It was too priceless. <laughs> oh. Okay, that said, or that sung, rather, I do wow. have some background for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, how okay. could you possibly top that? Topless <laughs> that, ladies. Well, my joke at the end is pretty good, too. Awesome. Okay, so centenarian, pertaining to or having lived 100 years. Mm-hmm. So actually, My when you say centenarian crimes, it could maybe be pertaining to crimes that are 100 years old. But that's not where we're at today with this topic. Nuh-uh. No. No, Nuh-uh. no. Too easy. Yep. Too easy. Okay. The life expectancy worldwide for human beings between 2010 and 2015 was 68 years and four months for men and 72 years and eight months for women. That's so young. I know. My grandma, I was thinking about this earlier today. My grandma is the oldest of 13 children. She's 88 years old and they're all still alive. That's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. Your great-grandmother's vagina must have been a goddamn slip and slide. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, not that <laughs> I know for sure. I down a but... hallway. I know that's not <laughs> accurate, and there is no scientific or biological fact to back that up. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's just these, a joke. these life expectancy numbers fluctuate by country when considering the quality of health care, wars, obesity, and, like, HIV infection levels, disease, etc. Sure, Japan. sure, sure. All the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Japan ranks number one in highest life expectancy. We will come back to Japan specifically in a few minutes. 
And Sierra Leone ranks the last out of 183 countries. So any guesses as to where the U.S. is? Oh, God. Uh, I don't think we're going to do that great. I think our life expectancy is probably somewhere around in the rank out of what, 158, you said? 183 countries. Sorry, 183. Um, I'm going to put us at 75. I would put us somewhere in the 40s. We're actually number 31. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right, Kenyon. Not bad. In 2012, the UN estimated that there were 316,600, 535,600 525,600 minutes. Old people. <laughs> 316,600 centenarians living worldwide. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> This number oh is expected God. to rise rapidly as people are living longer due to Boo. technology, health, care advances, whatever. And here's a horrifying fact for you. The UK Office of National Statistics said that one third of babies born in the UK in 2013 are expected to live to 100 years old. Ugh. Jesus. You that always reminds stop me of having children, honestly. Our retirement cannot take it. Like, no. no. It reminds me of Dwight Schrute always saying that there's too many people on this planet. We need a new plague. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, King. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> yes, Thanos. Pretty, um, pretty much. So Japan is going to be packed with old ladies, specifically ladies, because there are more women than men by, like, kind of a lot. They predict mm -hmm. that by 2050... There could be close to one million centenarians living there. And again, we're going to come back to shit. Japan. One million only in Japan? Correct. Holy shit. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. In the U.S. Oh, oh no. I thought this was kind of <laughs> goofy depending on which administration this falls in. But in the U.S., centenarians traditionally receive a letter from the president congratulating them on their longevity. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. My grandmother's uncle lived to be 107. Did he get a Ooh. letter? He must have. I don't know if that's true. In other countries, in they get like like a silver cup or like a certificate or like there's a lot of rec governmental recognition in different countries. It's really odd. We're going to get in the habit of just sending a, will you please uh, die quietly so we can stop spending resources on you? Have a nice day. <laughs> You've had a good run. You letter. have been around long enough. Well, there are lots of blessings in different cultures that say something along the lines of, may you live to be 100 years old or Boo. 120 or 220. And I feel like a better blessing would just be, may you die when you're goddamn good and ready. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to live to be that old. I've seen it. My grandmother is going to be 102. Yeah. yeah. That bitch is miserable. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah, she knows no dies. If you're you can't like make friends in it. your hundreds because they die. Yeah. If you're happy mm -hmm. with it, great. But I don't know that I'd personally want to live to be that old. She had know. a boyfriend briefly who put together her Swiffer Sweeper, and they would have <laughs> dinner together in the retirement home where they live, and he died. <laughs> in her home? Well, they both lived there in his oh own apartment. He died, but he died. Jesus. This is what happens yep. when you make friends in the retirement home. Mm -hmm. especially Keep if to you yourself. Are, especially if you are a super centenarian, which is someone oh who's lived to 110 or beyond. 
Oh. Holy shit. So the Wait, oldest that, living person on record was like 116 or some shit? Um, only no. 46 people in recorded history have been undisputedly lived to 115. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Yeah. it's really hard to track that because people who are that old might not have birth records. Oh, yeah. or birth records by the standard that we have them now, at least. Right, right. Um, so at this point in time, it's sort of difficult to confirm those things in many areas. It's chiseled onto mm. a stone tablet. I will say <laughs> that a super centenarian, so someone who's lived to be 110 or beyond, is achieved only by about one in 1,000 centenarians. Wow. Oh. So it's like, real rare. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, but someday it's going to be running the fucking mill. I know. Oh, I hate that. No, thanks. <laughs> Zach and I tried to, we, so I don't have any retirement savings, <laughs> oh. but he does. And um, so we were like having a phone call with his retirement planner person. And she was like, oh, let me send you guys a questionnaire about what you want your lives to look like in retirement. And you can figure out how much money you're going to need to save. And like, we were not able to answer a single question on that questionnaire because it's like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We are 31 years old. There's no way to know. I have approximately four days worth of money in my retirement account. Yeah, I think I can last (laughs) about four days into retirement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. How long can you go without food? Yeah. Yeah, four days. I can last that long. Yeah. Okay. Four, oh God, four hours. I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on how well I tip my postmates. How long I can last without food? Period. Oh yeah. Oh, you're diabetic. Yeah. Well, no, no, no not a, diabetes aside. It's just like I will. It's just kill. gluttony. Yeah, it's gluttony. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So research has shown different things to account for living to 100 or beyond. A study in Italy found that high levels of vitamins A and E seem to be important for a long life. And other Care studies. Of. <laughs> I know, right? Get that zinc. <laughs> Other studies have shown that high levels of red blood cell glutathione reductase. Also, don't email me with how to actually pronounce that, please. Also, I'm never going to say that word it. again in my life. She nailed it. <laughs> um, that might have something to do with the best cognitive and physical functional capacity in this age group. Um, lots mm-hmm. of research points to longevity as an inherited trait although they don't know which gene or genes might be causing it. So that's what I was thinking of when I looked up how old my grandma was. Yep. My grandpa's 89. Dang, Poppy. Yep. I don't want it. He's hanging in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Centenarians tend to be extroverts, so we're all fucked. My grandmother doesn't fit, like, any of these stats. She definitely doesn't. (laughs) She does not. Here are are a couple (laughs) other characteristics. They have many friends. They have strong ties to relatives and high self-esteem. Yep. She's the exception that proves the rule. She really is. They also tend to be small. And not even from, like, regular old person shrinkage. They're just, like, small people- their whole lives are just tiny people. Yeah, my grandma was always a little tiny little bird. Mm-hmm. They also mm. tend to not smoke. They get regular exercise and they avoid stress and worry. Well, she has crippling Which is anxiety. Impossible. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> she is essentially a vampire. She just hates the sun. A strong breeze is like the worst thing that ever happened to her. <laughs> she does not like to go outside. This poor woman. <laughs> Thank okay. God my grandma does not listen to podcasts. She would not be happy with me right now. So here's the whole Japanese thing that I said we were going to come back to. This is really, really odd. So... The number of Japanese centenarians was called into question in 2010 following a series of reports showing that hundreds of thousands of elderly people had gone missing in the country. What? Huh? So uh, the deaths of many centenarians had not been reported, casting doubt on the country's reputation for having a large population of centenarians. In July mm. 2010, Sogen Kato a centenarian listed as the oldest living male in Tokyo, registered to the be oldest living Lutheran, I was oldest just living say Lutheran that. in Tokyo, registered Take to down be the goddamn Frida <laughs> sign, you lazy sons of bitches. The goddamn Cato sign. <laughs> <laughs> he was registered to be 111 years old. Mm. They found him. Um, he was found to have died some 30 years before. His body, his body was found mummified in his bed, resulting Ugh. in a police investigation into centenarians listed over the age of 105. So Hate they it. found this guy and they were like, we better track down the other ones because they're probably so like, dead. So he was still in his home, but for 30 years, his daughter nothing. was collecting his pension. So she oh, never reported okay. his death. That's making sense now. And mm -hmm. left him in his bed. That is nasty. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Yikes. that's probably the easiest solution. You could that could uh, also well, maybe be like a defense if you got caught for it. Be like either say that you're crazy and you know never reported it and left it there because you have issues. Because you're or like, like mm -hmm. you didn't know that he was in there. You're wild with grief. You didn't want to give him up. Yeah, I mean, because if you would have taken his body out back and like set it on fire. That's right, obvious right, destruction right. of evidence. Good call. Good call. Mm -hmm. So soon after the discovery, the Japanese police found that at least 200 other Japanese centenarians were missing and began a nationwide search in early August 2010. So this whole debacle can be blamed on a few different things. One is Japan's antiquated record-keeping family registry system, which I don't know that many details about, but it sounds like it's largely self-reported. So okay, but they have to have other modern tracking methods. Apparently, I mean, at the Japan. time they didn't. Huh? Interesting. Um, okay, it could also be unreported or undiscovered deaths in that happened in World War II because these people oh, are so fucking old. Yeah. Um, it could be their family just not reporting a death, or these people emigrated without really telling anybody. Um, okay. okay, so lots of factors right. here. This part's kind of depressing. One third of Japanese over 65 years old live alone and therefore die alone. And there's a word mm. called kodokushi, which means lonely death. My God. Oh, I was watching something recently. What was it? Oh, I think it was Conan. And <laughs> he went to Japan and Conan there's Kushi. like a... <laughs> where you can there's a service where you can like hire a fake family like it's actors yes, that was who will, like, yeah act Amazing. as like a family and i the episode is really funny and so then i looked into that service i was like there's no way this is real it's real yeah. and 
Uh, there's like a news article about this like elderly Japanese woman who hired a family to pretend to be her like adult children and grandchildren to like oh take God. her out for a picnic one day. Oh, oh. honey. I know. Yeah. And she ex- had children, but they were like too busy to like spend time with her. Social exclusion is a very real thing in Japan. And it's not just older people. I, I read this thing about there's a name for them, too. They're like. Typically, young men in their 20s or 30s or 40s who live at home and, like, don't fucking leave their parents' homes ever to do anything, to make friends or anything. Yeah, it's like an extreme mm-hmm. recluse in the family home. Yes. I watched a whole, like, documentary about that. It's really fascinating. And there are services, like, psychological services where people will come in and try to assist these folks into Mm -hmm. like transitioning it back into society but some of them like lucy said are living under their parents roofs without ever leaving the house for Mm -hmm. 40 years it's wild it is really Mm -hmm. bizarre um i think there's also like an absurdly high number of like middle-aged virgins like mm -hmm. a lot of people that just like people don't have sex like the like yeah there I read a whole National Geographic article on people just not in Japan just not being interested in having sex. Mhm. Which I is, mean you do you. Not yeah. not to just make this like a weird facts about Japan that we have remember episode. But yeah. <laughs> I Love mean it. speculate wildly. I'm a Japanese anologist, totally. so <laughs> Okay, this is factual though, which I'm about to say. This social exclusion has driven up the rates of suicide and also crime among the elderly like stuff like petty shoplifting like essentially for attention or to have like some kind of interaction with anybody but not for like survival no not not because they need to just because they they're bored and they want something to happen there's a great Patton Oswalt bit that's like every year you live past 80, you should be able to commit a crime and just not have any consequences for it. If you make it to 100, <laughs> like you should be able to murder someone. The elderly purge. Yeah, exactly. Say. The elderly purge. I think it's brilliant. Oh, no. If you make it to 100, you can murder someone without consequences, but you have to do it with your bare hands. Pensioner purge. Well, we will get to that, actually. That is very apropos great. of my case. Oh, my God. Great. Okay, I just have a few things left. According to a Forbes article, here are some oft-cited secrets to living to 100 years old, if that's what you want to do. And these secrets nope. are from people who are 100 years old. So some all of right, them I'm are kind of silly. I'm going to keep this list and do the opposite of all of these things. Here we go. Number one, a positive attitude. <laughs> Check. Check. Already Check. doing the opposite. Let's keep going. Checking here. the opposite. Yep. Number two, diet, which most say is just eating less. Check. Check. Already Check. doing the opposite of that. Keep going. Not good at portionizing. This this one comes with a quote. Exercise. So check nope. on that too. God, Live I'm it or lose it. it, says Louise Calder, 101 years old. I oh, don't leave shut my, up, Louise. I don't leave my bedroom before doing 30 minutes of stretches. Later, Fuck I walk you, a Louise. mile. Three times a week, I play bridge. You've got to exercise your mind as well as your body. Everyone knows Jeez, that, Louise. but I wonder how many people are actually doing it. Shut up, your Louise. bullshit, Louise. Fuck you, Louise. Get fuck off. <laughs> you old bat. Get the fuck out of here. Cram it, Louise. <laughs> Cram it. <laughs> Shove it up your ancient ass, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is... Also, God bless you, though. God bless you for keeping going. The, ne- the next one is clean living. 
Nope. Which, is, is that a drugs thing? Harry, Harry, Harry Adler, 101, says it's this simple. Just stay out of trouble. Oh, my God. <laughs> Classic grandpa I like quote. <laughs> I like him. I think that it's meant like grandpa quote ever. Like, don't drink a lot and don't smoke and just be nice to your sister and <laughs> be a fucking narc. I can't be, be nice to my sister. <laughs> Kidding oh me? Oh, my God. Okay. The last one is a loving family. Mm. All right. I got I that, one. that one. respondent yeah. credited her longevity to, quote, a wonderful and loving family. The good Lord and a rum and coke every afternoon. Yes. Oh my God. This bitch can yes. party. She fucks. Also, faith and <laughs> genetics are the last two. Faith? Yeah. Like, I guess if you believe in God, you'll live longer or some shit. Boom. Oh, <laughs> I'm screwed. Actually, I'm set because I don't want to live to be 100. So I'm set. Yeah, I think we're I'm doing calm. pretty good, you guys. We're on track to die at 60. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Perfect. <laughs> Okay. Oh my well, god. Well, that is my that is my background for you. Wow, you that nailed it. That is amazing. The song was <laughs> perfection. I'm still a quiver from that. I was practicing all morning. Yeah, it's I got on Skype so and we were waiting for Kenyon and the Ke- Lucy's like, "I'm nervous." And I'm like, "Why?" She goes, I, I wrote a song. I was like, oh, my God, yes. It's so good. Oh, my God. We could put oh, the lyrics on the blog. times. We could put oh, the lyrics gonna on the blog. we're going to have to put that clip on Patreon no. so people can just have that no. song Done clip. and done. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Already on it. Okay. We ready for a word from our sponsor? I'm Let's so do it. Ready. Coven, I want to talk to you about Fab Fit Fun. If you don't already know about it, it's a seasonal box with full-sized, I repeat, full-sized beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Their winter editor's box is epic. I just received mine. It is amazing. It has products like a knit throw from Mark and Graham. Definitely gave that as a holiday gift and the recipient loved it it has an exfoliating scrub from kate somerville uh the most adorable ceramic bowl set from pier one and i was literally opening it in front of my mom and i was like oh my god i've broken all of my bowls how did they know that i needed this so badly the little bowl set is so cute that is just the beginning of it you don't want to miss out because they sell out so 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 fast so you have to go to www.fabfitfun and use the code GAL so that you can get $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. That is an unbelievable deal. There's like hundreds of dollars of products in these boxes. You can get yours for $39.99 by going to fabfitfun.com and using the code GALS. You completely deserve it. You should treat yourself. I know I did. Lucy and Kenyon and I have been crushing our FabFitFun boxes. We could not be happier. There was a jade roller in one of the boxes. There's so much cool stuff. They have jewelry. They have spa products. They have everything you need to treat yourself. So just go to FabFitFun.com. Use the code GALS. Get 10 bucks off. Treat yourself. Everybody, stop buying things new and start shopping from millions of closets across America with Poshmark. Poshmark. Poshmark is amazing. What you do is download the free Poshmark app. Poshmark carries clothing for women, kids, men, everything in between, neither, both. 
They have tons of brands to shop from. Uh, I snatch up a bunch of stuff from Lululemon. They have Louis Vuitton. They have like Chanel, all kinds of cool stuff that I cannot afford brand new, but love to get on Poshmark. You will literally not believe the deals that you can find on here. Lucy knows she has been using Poshmark recently and been crushing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got my eye on a Longchamp bag. Oh, some a list. And Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items. So it's kind of an awesome like clothing swap. You can buy things from other people and they can buy from you. It's brilliant. You should do it. Do it now. It's incredible and also very green, which you know I like. Mm-hmm. And shipping is easy for both the seller and the buyer. Super fast. And keep in mind, you can sell your own stuff on there too. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. If you see something you want, you can make them an offer. You don't have to pay for the price that's listed. Haggle, baby. Haggle. Haggle, Haggle. all of it. So, uh, yeah, like I said, that Longchamp bag that I've, I'm crushing on it. Yeah. Also, if you're like me and you indulged entirely too much over the last <laughs> couple of months and you need I... a whole new wardrobe. Mm-hmm. They got it. They got yep. it. And also a lot of workout clothes, just saying. I'm trying to get my, my butt in gear here. But yeah, a lot of Reebok, real. like Amanda said, the Lululemon, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. freaking amazing. So listeners of Wine and Crime get five bucks off your first purchase. Just enter the invite code GALS5 when you sign up. So again, you'll go to Poshmark.com, create a profile, enter the invite code GALS5 when you sign up. Do it. Five bucks off. Treat yo 2019 bod. Treat it. Okay. So I'm cheating a little bit because the perpetrator in my case was not a centenarian when she committed her crime. Need I remind you? Hometown. Gal pal and hometown. We've both cheated. We've both cheated a million times. This is barely a cheat. Okay. She was 98 years old. She was too young. It's close enough. (laughs) When she committed her crime. But don't worry, because her victim was 100 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now the perpetrator is over 100. So I count it. I'm counting it. It's fine. So the year 2009. In the year 2009. (laughs) (laughs) The place. Brandon Woods Nursing Home, the crown jewel of Dartmouth, Mass. Ooh, gorgeous. <laughs> At the time of this case, Elizabeth, known by the name Betty Barrow, okay. had recently celebrated her 100th birthday with her adult son and three grandchildren. Get it, Betty. Get it, Betty. It was a backyard cookout in the coastal Massachusetts town where she'd raised her family. Wow. Well, she check, check, check. She has the loving family. Mm Mm-hmm. But let's rewind a bit. Betty was born in New Bedford, Massachusetts, and was married to her husband, Raymond Barrow, for 65 years. Wow. Raymond was a World War II veteran and later owned a service station slash convenience store. Betty was known as a gentle, fun, and friendly person. Cool. Um, She had worked as a high school cafeteria lunch lady for many years. Oh, my God. I love her so much. Mm -hmm. She's the murderer, And actually, 
No, she's not. Oh, okay. She's 100. We like Betty. Oh, okay. Um, before she was a lunch lady, she uh, had worked in, like, textiles. And when she was younger, she, like, had the nickname, like, the nylon gal or something oh like that. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so she had that career for a while, and then later, kind of in, like, pre-retirement, she worked uh, as a lunch lady. Um, and the kids seemingly adored her, and she earned the nickname the Dessert Lady because oh she made God. really good desserts. Probably handed out yes. extras to the ones she liked. Totally. Absolutely. So you want to be on Betty's good side. Meat pies. Mm, oh. Sweeney Tad. Mm. <laughs> oh, Betty's meat pies. Oh, God. I work here now. <laughs> I love meat pies so much. <laughs> All right. In his later years, Raymond's health declined and he needed the skilled care of a nursing home. Mm-hmm. But the husband and wife had never been separated since oh. their wedding day. I would have They'd- killed someone years ago. I need my yeah. space. Yeah. Zach and I were apart for like five weeks, like instantly after we got married. Got to. Got to. <laughs> we like got married and it was like, okay, love you. Bye. Best and like, I'm ever. traveling. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Lucy spent her honeymoon with me, not her husband. I did. I, I really did. We instantly went up to Minnesota and picked out my wedding dress. It was amazing. We had fun. Okay. <laughs> we so. have boundaries here on Wine and Crap. <laughs> <laughs> not with each other, just with our husbands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so um, they'd never been apart since their wedding day. I just find that, like, so mind-boggling. I so anyway... Did. I'd hate that um, so much. Go away. Like, <laughs> Let like obviously they've peace. been apart for like a few hours, but they'd never spent a night apart, it sounds like. Just fucking wild. Okay. Um, so even though her health was better than Raymond's at this point, um, she moved into the nursing home with him when he needed to, and they shared a room. So they, they shared room 227, and they spent, quote, every moment together. Kill me. <coughs> Kill me. It's, it's just kind of... I can't, I can't even fathom it. Um, anyway, so a year and a half later, in July 2007, Raymond passed away. Um, I'm not sure how old he was exactly, but it was definitely up there, like... 117. He was definitely close to 100, if not 100, because at this point, Betty was, like, 98. Um, and he had served in World War II, so he had to be up there. Anyway, so he passed naturally, um, and Betty chose to remain a resident of the nursing home. Okay. Uh, it was important to her to stay in the room that she had shared with her husband in his final months, but since the room was designated for two people, Betty had to take on a roommate. Mm, uh-oh. I know where this is going. I feel it. Mm. Enter our murderer. I'm going to pour more champagne oh. as we get ready for our murderer. Champer. I was too nervous to drink before my performance. What? Drink up now, girl. I'm like halfway through this magnum of champagne. And isn't okay. it your drunk dive today, Lucy? Yeah, I'm working on it. 
You got this. I've got like an hour. Okay. All of this is going to hit me like at the same moment and I'm going to be in <laughs> casual Tuesday territory. Oh, it's going to be great. One of my I'm favorite so days. <laughs> that was the best. Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Betty's roommate, Laura Lundquist, a woman in her late 90s, was assigned to room 227. I couldn't find any uh, real info on Laura, unfortunately. I was really curious about her background and, like, family history, but her name was pretty common, and I didn't find any info in the news reports really about, like, what her deal was. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Although uh, the two women seemed to get along at first, there were episodes of roommate bickering and tension. Ooh. Sounds familiar. (laughs) Several people reported instances of Laura being jealous of the number of visitors that Betty received. Oh, my God. Laura mentioned she felt Betty was getting more attention from the nursing staff. Uh Uh-oh. That's not good. And she felt that Betty was, quote, taking over the room. (laughs) I mean, I've been there. Yeah. Betty sounds like me. We're going to need three different hotel rooms when we go back on tour. Um, Correct. (laughs) (laughs) And perhaps most viscerally, Laura coveted Betty's prized position of a bed near the window. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch just lost her husband, who she was clearly codependent on. No, no, no. No, Betty is the victim. Laura is the one who's pissed. Laura's I know. The new Betty, Betty got the bed by the window because she's going through a loss. And she had already been in that room. Yeah, she probably had already it. had that bed for like two years. Yeah, get over it. Anyway, okay. This is a quote from a super overwrought blog post that I found <laughs> about this case. Yes, <laughs> these are my favorite. Amazing. And I uh, wish I had time to read the entire thing, but we're just going to go with this one quote. <laughs> A morbid rage in Laura was instantly triggered by a small physical event like moving over the table by the bed or a scratching of a black cat on a window pane. Good God. (laughs) Come on. Oh, it's so spooky. No idea where the black cat came from. Okay. But when the option of changing roommates was discussed, the nursing facility told Betty that if she wanted a new roommate, she would have to leave room 227. So they weren't going to move Laura. If she wanted to change, she would have to leave the room. And again, Betty really didn't want to leave the room where she had her uh, last memories of her husband. Right. Kind of fair. Yeah. And she's 100 years old. So who wants to? I don't want to move. Like, and I'm 31. <laughs> with my Like, back. she doesn't want to... With, with my, my back. back. <laughs> um, so she decides to stick it out with Laura. Quote, for the next 11 months, things were mostly peaceful. Mostly. Then, on the evening of September 23rd, 2009, quote, there was a situation of escalating behavior. Oh. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> Lundquist began physically lashing out against Betty and the nursing home staff. Oh, Oh, dear. The, quote, event 
required intervention, supervision, and assistance for both elderly women. Oh, wow. No. So, like, old people's strength really happening here. Does yeah. old people's strength really happen when you're 100 years old? I mean, how much? Well, Laura was a spring chicken. She was only 98. A <laughs> ripe old age. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, Betty was still living on her own at that age. She wasn't even in a facility yet. Wow. Okay. Still, no one could have predicted what happened next. Oh, no. I bet oh, no. we oh, no. can. Yeah, I bet we can. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, a nursing assistant found 100-year-old Betty dead in her bed uh? by the fucking window. <laughs> Did the window <laughs> pane like fall on her and crush her? No. <laughs> but unlike contemporaries of her age, she did not die peacefully in her sleep. Oh. A plastic bag was still tied over her head. Oh my god. god. At least hide the yeah. bag. It'd be so easy to get away with murdering a 100-year-old person. True. Just hide there was no literally any evidence. Zero attempt to hide anything, which kind of speaks to Laura's state of mind. Jesus. There was no attempt to hide anything. It was just like plain as day. Um, Also, I thought I had put this exact quote in here, but now I can't find it. But there was some quote in an article about how Laura might have made an offhand remark earlier that day about like about the plastic bag oh my saying God. like don't don't make me use this or something like that uh, in response to Betty being like look at this beautiful view look at this beautiful By the window. cardinal old yeah. ladies can be so bitchy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i plan on it <laughs> You're there. I'm there already, but I'm going to get there even harder. (laughs) Okay. So police initially speculated that the death was the result of suicide, but a medical examiner performed an autopsy and ruled it a homicide by strangulation and suffocation. Duh. So Betty's body showed signs of blunt force injuries to the head, torso, arms, and legs, in addition to the strangulation oh, she suffocation. Got beat up too. Wow, poor yeah. baby. So it sounds like Laura was kind of like flailing and then the bag situation. I'm getting more champagne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh turns God. out that old people killing each other like actually isn't as funny as you would think. It's, it's really actually not. just like Super sad. Who My case is so fucking sad. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, it's I was hoping sad. to find like a old lady committed like a shop, like shoplifting. Shoplifting. I know. I, I was actively looking too. for goofy stuff like that, but that's not the kind of shit that you find. That's not what comes up. Not even out. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Scott Barrow, Betty's surviving adult son, was aware that Laura uh, had made threatening and harassing remarks to his mother throughout the time they shared room 227 together. Uh, He claims she once even told him that she would, quote, soon get her bed by the window because she would, quote, outlive Betty. Oh, my God. Well, that could have meant anything. 
Well, she was two years younger, but like that doesn't mean shit when you're 98 <laughs> and 100. <laughs> she must have had a very positive outlook on life to live that mm. long. <laughs> I guess. Um, so Scott Barrow had uh, previously asked nursing home facility or nursing home officials to separate the two women. Uh, but the officials assured him that the two women were actually getting along. So in a statement, the nursing home said that the roommates, quote, acted like sisters. Uh, okay, but I've seen sisters. I have one. Right. right. <laughs> we they, almost killed each other many times. Yeah. They allegedly ate lunch together every day and went on daily walks. And the nursing home folks claimed that Betty and Laura even said, good night, I love you, to each other every night. What the fuck? There's no way. Who knows? I mean, that's all, it's all basically secondhand testimony from nursing home folks who are trying to cover their asses. So who yeah, knows? Yeah, I'm right. not convinced of this at all, but okay. And also both could be true. Laura is 98. She could, they have mood swings. She I mean, can say good night, I love you, and then put a plastic bag over a bitch's head <laughs> and yeah. kill her. Like, it, two things can happen. <laughs> um, it was later revealed in court that months before Betty's murder, workers at the nursing home had described Laura in patient files as being, quote, at risk to harm herself or others. Mm-hmm. In light of this evidence, Scott Barrow doesn't place blame for his mother's death on Laura. Quote, it would be like prosecuting a two-year-old, he said. It's just an awful thing that happened. How could she be held accountable for this when she's not in her right mind? He's being a good guy, but I'd be pissed. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's n not happy, but like, he has a point. No, totally. Um, he totally does. Yeah. Instead, Barrow filed a lawsuit against the nursing home, its owners and operators, for negligence in failing to separate the two women and protect his mother from Lundquist. Yes. Yes, King. Mm -hmm. The case was not a slam dunk, though. In 2012, an arbitrator ruled in favor of the nursing home and found no negligence. Oh, fuck um, that. Because, like, the facility was... It was clean. The staff didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yes, mm -hmm. but repeated questioning and asking to have them separated being basically ignored. is not good. I think, I think it was ignored because of ageism. I think they thought like, there's no way this 98 year old woman is going to actually do anything, sure. Yeah, you know? Yeah. But it's also like, I understand it's inconvenient, but if they're not, if they're, if not they're not getting happy, along and they're not happy, like, then separate them for fuck's sake. Yeah, figure it out. Like, you can do it. It's okay. Um, so, eventually a settlement was reached. We don't know the terms of that settlement, but hopefully that there, there's, like, a new policy about making it easier to switch roommates. One would fucking hope. Right. You'd think yeah. they would have a little bit of flexibility if they had any idea of the situation. Right. For her part... Laura Lundquist was indicted for Betty Barrow's murder. The prosecutor, Sam Sutter, said that Laura suffered from paranoia and, quote, harbored hostility towards the victim. 
for that damn bed position and all her goddamn visitors <laughs> taking over the all goddamn room. Fucking stained glass birds. Her doilies <laughs> taking over my side of the room. Uh, or goddamn stuffed animals. You better keep your doilies off my side, though, bitches. You better keep your fucking doilies off my side. Fucking figurines. Um, so, uh, she was soon determined incompetent to stand trial due to longstanding dementia diagnosis and issues with cognitive impairment. Three months later, Laura Lundquist was committed to the Taunton State Hospital, a psychiatric facility, rather than imprisoned. Uh, The court is regularly updated on her competency every three months. And if her competency does... Well, the last article that I found about this case, she was still alive. I don't think she's still alive 10 years later. Probs oh, not. I forgot. I, this is 2009. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. But the last information that I could find, she was still alive. But there's no fucking way because she would be 109. There's yeah, no, no way. It's very unlikely. Yeah. There's approximately anyway. a one in 1,000 chance. There's the facts. These are the facts I'm here for, ladies. So, 525,600 minutes. All right. So, the the court is updated on her competency every three months, and if it were to have changed, then she would have stood trial, but doesn't sound like it ever did. And um, Laura Lundquist had the dubious distinction of being the oldest murder defendant in Massachusetts state history. Fuck yeah. Not nationally? (laughs) No. Great question, but no, I don't think nationally. I might have that statistic. In my case. Oh God, I think I know what your case is. It's possible. Some advertisements. But first, a word from our <laughs> HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy for real. And achieving your 2019 goals is as easy as enjoying delicious home-cooked meals with HelloFresh because they make conquering the kitchen in 2019 a reality with deliciously simple recipes. You get fresh pre-measured ingredients and easy to follow six-step pictured pictured my photos favorite part. people we've got photos people <laughs> recipe cards and these are delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box insulated box <laughs> i am like twitter painted over HelloFresh. i can't even deal so you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping and you can get that time back to do more of what you love like watching old episodes of real housewives uh was doing that five minutes ago love literally it. and there are three <laughs> plans to choose from you can get classic veggie and family with the option to switch between for when your tastes change you are not locked into anything it's amazing there's so much to choose from you can break out of your comfort zone with HelloFresh. We love it. Mm-hmm. I also love how there's like kind of seasonal dishes. So this winter I tried their figgy balsamic pork. Hello. Hi. It had green beans and also rosemary potatoes. Get Almost said here. tomatoes. That wouldn't oh. have been bad either. Everything's good. <laughs> 
And like Amanda said, it's so easy to make. You pretty much can't mess this up unless you're trying. But mm. those pre-measured ingredients really saved my butt. And my favorite thing about HelloFresh is that it gets you cooking new things, teaches you new techniques, just gives you that confidence to make something new, get out of your comfort zone. It's incredible. I love it. So you can take advantage of HelloFresh's special offer for 2019. Get $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com forward slash Gals80 and enter the promo code Gals80. So again, that is $80 off your first month. That's so many clothes. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited about this offer. Uh Uh-huh. Go to HelloFresh.com forward slash Gals80. That's G-A-L-S-8-0 and enter that promo code Gals80. Run. Don't walk. Treat yo gut. Mm. Our next and newest sponsor this week is Rose Marino Candles. Wow. I haven't been this excited (laughs) In a sponsor, y'all, in a little bit. So, founder Rachel Whitcomb got really sick and tired of candles that just kind of burn out within like the first couple uses. Mm-hmm. And they're expensive, and the good ones really are expensive and worth mm-hmm. it if they lasted a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So, she maybe had a little bit of wine, decided to uh, create her own freaking candle company while they're she was watching forensic files. She is, she's a, she's, she's a member of our club. We'll just say. She's in the coven. They smell incredible. So she started this whole thing, her own business. She was so kind as to send us some samples. These Mm -hmm. candles just fill up the room with the most beautiful scents. This is not some Serenity by Jan bullshit. These (laughs) candles are amazing. I have the sexy time candle. And Lucy was just laughing at me because I was literally telling her I opened it in my apartment and the first thing I did was scream, wood wick! (laughs) His wick fell off! I was so (laughs) excited. A wood wick that crackles like a real burning fire. It's so wintry. But then in the summer, it's going to be summery too, and I love it. It's every season-y. And she sent us some samples of every one of her scents. And I swear to you, there was not one that I liked even the tiniest bit less than the others. I love them. They're Mm -hmm. so subtle and just, I can't I got that teak wood. Highly recommend the teak wood. And of course, Amanda got sexy time, obviously. Got to. And you can (laughs) feel even better about your purchase knowing that Rosemarino Candles focuses production on sustainability. Okay, there is no plastic in any of these products. All the packing materials are reused from other packages. Mm-hmm. The packing peanuts in there are bio-freaking-degradable. And might I mention that I saved that box and those packing peanuts, and the next person who orders something from our store is going to get it because yeah, yeah, I the, reuse as well. The cute little bags that the candles came in, ah. uh, GTFO. All parts of the candle from the container to the muslin bag that each candle comes in are reusable. I saved those little bags. I will absolutely be reusing them. They are adorable. Uh, So this company is awesome. Rachel Whitcomb is awesome. Rose Marino candles are awesome. And Wine and Crime listeners get 20% off and free shipping on their first order by entering the code GALS at checkout. So all you have to do is head to www.rosemarinocandles.com, fill your cart, and enter code GALS at checkout. 
Again, that is www.rosmarinocandles.com. Promo code GALS that gets you 20% off and free shipping on your first order. Run, don't walk. Get your wood wick on. Better than Serenity by Jan. Way better. (laughs) All right. Are we ready? I don't know. I don't know. This case is pretty sad, folks. All right, let me take my shirt Kenan back and off. I have, yeah, get your tops off. Yeah, get your I top never, off. I I'm, never put mine back on. What is wrong with you? No, my top has been off. I'm really not kidding, you guys. And I, I'm also just rubbing this magnum of champagne on my titty right now. Doy. Okay. Your All nipples, right. girl. Get them. I'm just hot. It's summer cool here. Now. It's summer there. Cool your nips. I shouldn't have been eating spring rolls all through Kenyon's case. Okay, here we go. (laughs) I thought you were kind of quiet. I've got uh, rice noodles uh, tickling my throat. (laughs) Often, neighbors spotted 88-year-old Rosalia Juskin and her 100-year-old husband, Michael, walking around together outside their Elmwood Park, New Jersey neighborhood. Other times he walked alone, surprisingly active for his hundred years, and she tended to the garden she loved. Hmm. They were always together, putzing around outside. Barbara, okay, I included these names because I cannot pronounce them. (laughs) Barbara Chachina. Chachina. It's Chachina. (laughs) A neighbor said, you never thought they had any problems, said another neighbor, Roxanne Castlebenty, lived up the street from the Juskins. I love, Jersey is such a, it's a melting pot, you know? It really really is. It's a melting pot. In recent years, Michael Juskins' health was deteriorating. Sometimes he was lucid and sometimes he wasn't, a family member noted. Also, many family members could note that about me. <laughs> about literally any family member <laughs> or friend. Sometimes or lucid, sometimes not. <laughs> Rosalia told another neighbor that her husband was not well, but didn't specify what was wrong. Another family member told uh, another family member said that the hundred year old suffered from dementia. But there was more than that going on in the home. The couple had lived part-time in Florida so they could be near their daughter, but abruptly sold their Gulfport condo without telling anybody why. And then all of a sudden, there was sort of like a three-year string of bizarre events. Hmm. In March 2012, uh, police responded to a 911 call and found Mr. Juskin showing, quote, erratic dementia-type behavior. Chief Foligno said... And, no, and so officers took him to the hospital. Um, police had been summoned to the home after Michael was seen chasing Rosalia around the front yard. Rosalia mm-hmm. told police that Michael had been accusing her of getting plastic surgery and going out in the middle of the night to see other men. Oh, my at God. At 88 oh. years old. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Which, like, no. girl, you do you, but I highly doubt that there's uh, any truth to that. That sounds like it'd be Does a it? slow-speed chase around the yes, yard. Yes, it would, around the yard. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. That that's is so bad. bad. Uh, but so um, true. Well, they probably there, weren't were sprinting. S- <laughs> I'm just saying. Were there, there signs chasing each other with <laughs> rascal scooters? <Sorry>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My battery's okay. wearing out. 
Were there right. signs? Of... Were there signs of domestic violence before the dementia? I couldn't find anything to that effect, and I I wondered the same thing. Okay. But I couldn't find anything. I can't even find like photos of these people. I mean, dementia so does make people like hyper aggressive. Oh, yeah, like, it, I'm, my mom's stepdad when he was dying, he had sundowners, and yeah. he would become a completely different person. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's very, very jarring and very scary. So I wouldn't. It, it could be either way. There could have been some, and right? Maybe not. I, I don't know. But regardless, this is the behavior that was like happening at that now. time. Yeah, exactly. Question yeah. about the plastic surgery. There mm-hmm. is an age limit to where you really shouldn't be put under for, like a Any unnecessary, reason. you know, well, procedure. Yeah, but like she that. wasn't. She wasn't getting plastic surgery or going out in the middle of the night to fuck dudes. Like yeah. this was all not and that's reasoning with the man. Yeah, this is. But you oh, can't good. reason with someone with dementia. <laughs> This is how Lucy's gonna die. I could try reasoning with someone Trying suffering to from dementia. Yeah, yeah, one of us. Yeah, well, exactly. That'll so be the hill that son... I die on. It's fine. Have fun. Their son Nick told police that Michael had episodes like this before. Michael was involuntarily committed for an evaluation at Bergen Regional Medical Center. It's not clear what the outcome was, and he was released. So a year and a half goes by. Um, and neighbors find Mr. Juskin berating his wife over her cooking and other matters. Oh, my God. Let the her argument, live. I know. Really? The argument spilled into what Miss Juskin described to the police as harassment. Rosalia told police that Michael had taken a pot of soup she was making and dumped it on a neighbor's property. Again, <sighs> Michael accused her of having an affair, this time with the neighbor whose property was doused in soup. Oh. <laughs> The soup doused property. The soup doused property of her potential lover. <laughs> oh no! Who was oh. definitely not her lover. Oh no! Rosalia he was so told, mad. Oh. He was losing it. Rosalia told police the accusations had become constant since Michael was diagnosed with dementia, and that he even believed one of their children wasn't his. Mm. Not having yeah. seen evidence of actual violence, officers leave again. So now they've responded a couple times, but no one's like physically hurt. Mm-hmm. So they leave. What's if remarkable f- is that this man would have been allowed to just walk into any store and buy a gun. Yep, right. 100%. Mm-hmm. Behind the burst of anger was an increasingly anxious man taken by the notion of breaking free of his marriage of decades, neighbors said. The couple had lived on Spruce Street since Elmwood Park had been called East Patterson, and Spruce Street had been mostly farmland, raising two sons and a daughter. So they've been living there together for for fucking ever. ever. Holy cats. In recent years, Mr. Juskin busied himself by walking around the block for exercise and mowing his lawn. In February of 2015, Rosalia Juskin dialed 911 again, but this time from behind a locked basement door. She said Mm -hmm. her husband, Michael, was ignoring her pleas, after he had locked her down there. Oh, my so God. So she asked the police for help opening the door. When they arrived, Miss Juskin described the episode as an accident. Oh, no. The wife said it was an accident? The wife said it was an accident. Oh, she still loves he, him so much. And he had locked her down there. Yep. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, God. So she that wasn't was, telling the police, hey, I'm fearing for my life here. Well, no, but in previous ones, she had been honest with police that he was harassing her about these accusations of having an affair and all this like other 
outlandish stuff that he's doing. So they do have and a record of an, of escalating situations, and now this is the third call in that many years that they've responded to, and she's locked in a basement. And I don't want to shame anyone because this is just, like, hard to deal with in general, but, like, why didn't their children, like, put him in a home or, like, I something? I know. I had the same thought. I that's I mean, hard I to know. answer. It's really, it's really there hard. There are a trillion yeah, different reasons why the children were involved. And it's possible that they were involved, and it's not as easy to just put your parents... Like, if, if your parents don't want to go, right. and at least one member of the marriage is of sound mind, right. you can't just put them in a home. And they very well may have tried fuck. to do that. Yeah. Right, we, I, right, and I, don't, right. I don't have any information to that effect. But I, I, I had the same curiosity too i mean that's true it's just um, yeah it's just speculation i but i do get it that it's, it's really sad it's really sad and in retrospect it's easy to say why didn't somebody do something but like right he didn't right. have to kill her either yeah 100%. right so this had been the third time in three years that the police had been called to the couple's home um not seeing any obvious threat again this whole ageism thing like these people are 88 and 100 you know mm-hmm. whatever they left, but they did notify Adult Protective Services, um, oh. which is a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. I'm glad oh, it is. Oh, yeah. And uh, actually, it's interesting because I've been learning in school a lot about um, Adult Protective Services, and it's not for just elderly adults. It's for anyone who can be classified as a vulnerable adult. Oh, so if uh, you know anyone who is in uh, like at a residential treatment center is classified as a vulnerable adult, they could be 18, they could be 88. Mm. And there are very specific avenues that you can go through to uh, report all different kinds of like vulnerable adult abuse or exploitation. It's like a CPS mm. for adults. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's if you, good that that it, exists. It is good. And if you get a job at a, at a retirement home, even if you're, like, doing maintenance or doing uh, food service and stuff, you do have to get fingerprinted and get a background study done because you're working directly with vulnerable adults. That's good. So okay. there are systems in place for stuff like this. Unfortunately, and we'll get to it, we don't really have the resources to make it as good as it should be. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the people who do work for these agencies, they work really hard. It's just like CPS, but shit gets you know, overlooked because these are very few people doing the job of protecting thousands and thousands and thousands of people in their area. It's just like too much. And there's like Um, public and private agencies and they all have different regulations. And then you see like a video of a in-home nurse, like beating up an old man with dementia every now and mm -hmm. then it's like, like anyone can slip through the cracks. It's the same thing with police. Like, plenty i mm-hmm. would assume most mm-hmm. police officers are are great at what they do and it's a hard job but like mm-hmm. there are lots of bad apples at the same yep. time Rotten there's a the lot of psychological shit in those kinds of jobs too like having right. having power over another person yeah right we'll have to do that in a whole other episode that will oh. be 18 parts it will um, be oh god so uh, Adult Protective Services were notified, but, quote, he's 100 years old. She chalked it up to that, said the Elmwood, Elmwood Poli- Park Police Chief. Um, she didn't feel it was purposeful. So this incident, like, was reported, but it's like, oh, he's 100. He has dementia. He didn't mean to. He, he accidentally know what he's locked doing. the door. Yeah. So they're not going to keep pressing on this. Mm-hmm. Three months after the incident of being locked in the basement, Juskin killed his wife with an axe in her bed as <gasps> she slept. Oh, Holy no. shit. 
then took a knife into the bathroom and killed himself by cutting his wrists. Oh, oh my no. God, that escalated yep. real quick. Thanks for the warning. Percent. I mean, I told you it was fucked up. Whoa. I just want to point out once again, Amanda's case is darker than mine. Way darker. I have been pulling massive Kenyans these past few weeks. Yeah, you yeah. have. You've been oh, dumping massive yeah. Kenyan loads lately. Well, she's picking all the funny shit, so somebody's got to come in here and ruin everything. <laughs> I have been picking my cases earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. I got to get on the ball. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, and this is really sad. So this happened on uh, April 5th of 2015, and their son, George, had been calling them that no, night, and no, they didn't no, answer, no. so no, he no. went to the house the next morning. And discovered all of this. What a fucking oh, mess. No. I know. Well, and that's what that's oh. essentially what this poor guy George said. He called he described the scene to a nine one one dispatcher, quote, There's blood all over the place. My father's got a knife. He said, Just just send the cops. Like he knew they were dead. He could see they were dead. Oh God. Oh, oh my God. God. So some oh. interesting information that uh, accompanied this New York Times article that I got most of this out of. Um, Murder-suicides are on the rise among older people, apparently, according to this woman, Donna Cohen, who is a professor in the Child and Family Studies Department at the Louis de la Parte Florida Mental Health Institute at the University of South Florida. Okay. Mm. So this smart research lady in Florida... A thought leader on the topic. Correct. Part of the reason <laughs> is that older couples are living longer, like we discussed, um, which leaves you susceptible to things like dementia, which Michael Juskin yeah. had. Um, Cohen, who has studied homicide, suicides, assisted suicides, or homicides in the aged, said about half of men his age have some kind of cognitive impairment. And Minimum. those with dementia can have a low tolerance for frustration. Mm -hmm. Oh, for and then sure. these situations can get really out of control. She says, quote, then people kill with whatever they have. If there's a history of cognitive issues, whether it's dementia or whatever, the crimes tend to be more brutal. So like you mentioned earlier, Kenyon, yeah, he could go out and get a gun, but he's not going to do that because probably the act of doing that with dementia is both like stress inducing and frustrating for him. So he's going to use mm -hmm. what's in the home. And they had an axe, like he's, yeah. you know, they've been or, living there or forever. Or it would have been a kitchen knife. It would have yep. been and then anything. He, and he did. He used anything. a kitchen knife on himself. He used an axe on his wife. It's just like, I'm going to use the resources that are here, and I'm really frustrated, and mm -hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. It's possible I also, and maybe this is what you were saying, but that lucidity comes in waves. It definitely does. So, you know, it would be a very, very premeditated to go out and buy a gun. You'd have to, mm -hmm. you'd have to be have some level of lucidity to even do that. Yep. Yeah, but a lot of folks just have a gun in the home. Oh, I know. You know? That's, like, yeah, that's very scary too. Because right. Yeah, it's right there. You don't but have yeah, to that's... do the act of going out and buying it. You could just have one, and yeah. if, especially like if you've served in, you know, the military, like loading a gun. Some of those second older nature. memories, yeah, exactly. Like mm -hmm. they stay with you. It's My muscle, grandfather oh, yeah. can tell me, or like recount hysterical stories about his childhood, but like he doesn't really know what you said five minutes ago. Like right. he could absolutely load a gun That's if he muscle wanted memory. to. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. Another thing too, and I don't have any actual facts to back this up, but I would imagine, you know, before like really the 90s when like mental health and like 
domestic abuse was really brought to the forefront. There was a lot of that shit in, like, our Mm -hmm. parents' and grandparents' generation. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe there was just abuse in the home and a history of abuse in the relationship that either never went away or just resurfaced and in a very violent and abrupt way Totally, when you're older. Yeah. Yeah. Very possible. Scary shit. So my advice is get divorced before Mm. you're old. Don't stay together Mm. because you'll end up dead. Um, the crime tore asunder a relationship that had been unraveling in recent years, pulled out again and again by the erratic and occasionally aggressive behavior of a man who showed signs of mental deterioration. And this is according mm-hmm. to the authorities. Those who heard the cries for help said they either understood the tumult as a symptom of old age or lacked the resources to intervene. So that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. It um, can absolutely be a symptom of old age. That doesn't mean it's not a threat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of what, This chief Foligno guy said, he said, basically, you have two elderly people sort of starting to lose their faculties, not any type of real criminal behavior, Um, adding that Miss Juskin had not shown signs of serious illness and there's nothing else you could have really done or foreseen that a murder would happen. It was just like these two people are kind of losing it and they're old. It's exactly kind of a similar thing that was going on in Kenyon's case Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where it's like he's 100. What's he going to fucking do? Right. Um, But there was a lot of stuff that was happening even that wasn't reported to the police and neighbors kind of gave reports about this. A month before the murder-suicide, Juskin knocked on the door of a neighbor across the street, a woman named Alejandra Gonzalez, and she said that he was adamant that he needed a ride to Patterson, the the town nearby, to see a lawyer about getting a divorce. Patterson being the old name of the town. Of the town. Not even the current name. Yeah. Uh, quote, he said, he retained he, she, the weirdest stuff. I know. I <laughs> she said, quote, he was very unhappy. He thought his wife was taking his pension money. Um, she said he thought he might have thought she was cheating on him. So he's like going to the neighbors and saying this shit and asking for a ride to a lawyer's office. So mm-hmm. as a favor to this guy, uh, Gonzalez's fiance gives him a ride into town to mm-hmm. sit down with a lawyer um, Mr. Juskin reported on the way back that he had been counseled to forget his grievances. Quote, the divorce lawyer said he was elderly and said he should let it go and just enjoy the rest of his life. Oh, my God. I mean... But, like, that, of course that's what the lawyer said. Yeah, You're sure, 100. No, no divorce lawyer is going to be like, yes, sir, absolutely. Let's I will process take your, case. your divorce. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Definitely a good way to spend all the rest of your money the golden years of your life and Justin right. disagreed he knocked again asking for another ride to see the lawyer um he claimed to only be 93 and that he has plenty of his life left <laughs> no. to enjoy it Funny. without his wife oh. um and yeah gonzalez apparently one of Justin's sons told her like he does this all the time don't just don't do it anymore meaning like don't take him for rides to the lawyer so I, he was probably talking to his sons about it because one of the sons stepped in and was like, you don't need to fucking placate him or give him rides. Like, he's oh. he does this. Just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh. And now a rant on state resources and care for vulnerable adults. Yes, <laughs> of course. Of course. Speaking in general terms, Karen Roberto, who's a director of the Center for Gerontology at Virginia Tech. Yes said that in many cases of elderly domestic abuse, people fastened to a home and a, li- and a lifetime partner ignore the danger. So this is kind of like Ros- Rosalina or Rosalia is not 
going to see the potential threat of her husband because she's been living this for so long. And just, like, head down, power power through. Also, if you've lived with someone mm-hmm. for decades and you love that person and maybe there's no history of abuse, yep. it can be really, really hard to accept yep. just how much dementia can alter their personality and yep. their decision-making. I and mean, like it's we said hard before, to see. As long as at least one member of the household can make their own decisions, relatives and public officials are left with little recourse. There's not much that you can do. Yeah. Right. Quote, we find that women often don't leave because they feel responsible or guilty to take care of their partner or spouse who might have physical or cognitive problems. Mm -hmm. Um, The deficits in care have been accentuated in recent years by fraying social services. Um, this, uh, there's a, this is according to a woman who's a social work supervisor at the Bergen County Adult Protective Services, where some of this stuff would have been reported. So Mm -hmm. even she's saying like, she's a director there and is saying like, we're not getting state dollars to do our jobs the way that we really need to be doing it. Right. Um, she did decline to address the police chief, the police chief statement that the agency had been notified of Mr. Jeskin's condition because they are not like at any liberty to it's basically a patient confidentiality thing okay so as it should it, be it can look on paper like oh she declined to comment but it's like no that would be like going and asking a murderer's therapist to right. release information about right. a session like that's not how that works um so you know just more of the same and then on top of all that medical help has also become more scarce um there's an inattention to the behavioral consequences of diseases like dementia and stagnant state support for adult protective services so even though the number of elderly adults is like skyrocketing exactly isn't that kind of terrifying to know that like we're gonna be going into a generation of way more elderly divorce divorce elderly adults but yep. the resources are crumbling around us to actually like fucking uh, take care of them. This yep. is why I don't want to live that long. Uh, um, here's and, a question that yeah. Amanda, you'll probably know. If there's a person who's older who is suffering mm. from dementia, is that mm-hmm. sort of under the care of like a psychiatric wing or is that like more of a nursing home elderly care thing? I think it depends because dementia can have a bunch of different levels. And if you have someone like if you have a partner who does not have dementia, who is willing to be your caregiver, then you're not required by any means to like go into any kind of, you know, right. mm-hmm. a, a residential Clinic or anything yeah. service. Yeah. Cause there's also the, uh, the, the problem of early onset dementia. There could be people who are like 45, 50 years old who have the same kind of dementia as like a maybe a 90 year old would have right Mm -hmm. yeah it happened but um, and then i just thought that this was staggering so the agency in bergen county has had to shrink its staff because the state has rarely increased its budget meanwhile propelled by aging baby boomers bergen county's caseload has grown around 10 percent a year meaning the agency must handle about 850 referrals with a budget of roughly $475,000. Oh, no. Yeah, that's peanuts. It's growing 10% a year? A year, and their budget oh. has, not, has not changed. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yep. So Oof-duh. that is my case. Well, that was uplifting. I <laughs> love it. God damn it. Wow. All right. Okay. No, maybe I should go. Let's not forget I have a joke after our special thanks. We won't forget. All right. Let's do it. 
special thanks this week to the three of us yep. for choosing this topic. <laughs> Nailed it. And <laughs> for <laughs> I just got really confused that we horn. didn't have a fan picker. <laughs> I know. Like, um, wait. <laughs> what? We're the worst. Um, <laughs> no, but I special fucking thanks to you two for putting up with me for 100 episodes. You're welcome. And <laughs> hey, <laughs> same all around though. We are all insufferable. We're all the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Ugh. and also special thanks to. What? Take, take it away. Oh, Liz <laughs> Powers. You got superpowers, Liz. You Thank got you for the your power. $5 a month. Mm-hmm. And also thank you to Indigo R. Hayes. Hey. Hayes. <laughs> Thanks for your $5 donation. You're a special you shade of blue, Indigo. indigo. child. <laughs> um, special thanks to Jessica Keen. I'm keen on you, Jessica so Keen. So keen on you. Oh, sorry, I'm drinking my champagne as fast as possible. Okay. Champers. <laughs> Big thank you to Newhad Ben Soda. Mm. We're going to pretend I pronounced that correctly. You might as well mm-hmm. be from Minnesota, Newhad Ben Soda. Don't Ben <laughs> us for getting your name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Newhad, Harley Newham. Oh. <laughs> Harley Newhard. Newhard. <laughs> Thank you, Josie Gonzalez, for A, having a name that I can pronounce, and B, you've gone and z- given us y- all your <laughs> zales. You've gone zealous. I'm so You tired. are juicy, Josie yeah. Gonzalez. Get it, <laughs> Shout out to Jordan Chapman. Mm. My lips aren't chapped when you're around, Jordan. Oh, oh from use. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Megan Austin. You're a regular Jane Austen. Uh, Mr. Oh, Darcy. Mr. Darcy, oh. you're a fucking douche. I don't actually like I Jane Austen. Lo- yeah. I Boom. lose my sense and sensibility when I'm around you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. But not boo to you, Caitlin Brown. I'm going to make some hot brown after we're done with this recording, and I'm going to think about you. (laughs) Going on down to Brown Town. I'm going to be a brown noser and thank Caitlin again. Mm -hmm. And also apologize for Amanda's disgusting (laughs) reference. (laughs) (laughs) Also, shout out to Chelly Britt. It's Shelly. It is Chelly when you're not wearing a top. Burr, it's Chelly in here. <laughs> it's Chelly when it's Brits short for Michelle. Why did I burr. read that email and you didn't? Honey, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no. Rachel O'Connor, I am coming for you to give you a big thanks <laughs> for your $5 I am overwhelmed with joy. Connor, hardly know her. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Dominic increased their pledge from $2 to $5 a month. Fun fact, you can do that. Oh, Mm -hmm. love those increases. Oh, Lucy, you're doubling down. Yes. You're getting a lot of requests recently. I don't know if I feel good about this. I don't. Mm -hmm. I am very confused. Still waiting for my first. (laughs) 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 To be fair, no one can tell us apart. So True. So this one's for you, Kenyon. 
Jenny Kelly is donating $6.66 a month, which I'm assuming <laughs> is why they requested me to read their shout out, because I... Satan bless. Like the occult, Jenny Kelly, you're as pretty as a copper penny. Mm, love it. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to Samantha Hale. Uh, Hale. Make it hail on us with that $10 a month. Yeah, Samantha make Hale. it Samantha. rain. Make it hail. Samantha pays in quarters so that we can make it hail. We <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate that. Silver dollars. <laughs> Silver dollars. <laughs> Samantha's also going to be getting a free fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mouth. You goddamn darn toot. She going to be getting one of them free fucking patriarchy flexible wine glasses. Don't put that bad boy in your, in your, uh, in your, in your dishwasher. You wash that bad boy by hand. You got to keep that bad boy clean. Or your dryer, for that matter, honestly. Yeah, don't put it in your dryer. That's what I was going to say. I know. Don't aim your blow dryer at your at glass it. for extended periods of time. Store Hand in wash, a cool, air dry place. If you have a centrifuge, uh, definitely clear. do not put it in there. Steer clear of your centrifuge. Steer clear of your centrifuge. Um, also uh, advising to steer clear of a centrifuge is Wendy Learoff, Learoff, Lyroff. I took my top off for you, Wendy Lyroff. So, clear, uh, clear of your washing lear, machine. Clear, clear of <laughs> these massive nips. Oh, Lord. They're hard They'll to miss, you. honestly. They are hard to miss. <laughs> uh, I think it's my turn. Molly Lankin. Yep. Mm. Little, you little sweet lamb. little lamb. Sweet little lamb. Ten. Little lamb. Donating your $10 a month. We love you, Molly. <laughs> also, shout out to Monica Blood. What? <laughs> Measuring Kick it off. Blood. Blood. Measured in blood. Monica Monica can probably fit a lot of blood into her fucking patriarchy wine glass, which she already has or will be getting soon. But now she's a fucking trash queen. Get it. Get that trash, baby girl. Trash. I'm a fart in a box and send it to you. (laughs) It's going to be nice. Katie Slyne or Sleen. I'm going to slide into your DMs and thank you personally for your $15 a month donation. You're also slime. Trash client. Thank you to Cody Hinkle. $15 a month. Trash queen. Cody, you're a little stinkle. Nope. Love it. Thank you so much. I have a hankering Sweet for Hinkle. Sweet little stinkle. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Tom McIntosh for giving twenty. Five dollars a month. What do you do for work, Tom? Because I yeah, want t- in. He clearly Tom. invented Macintosh computers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Tom, inventor of Macintosh computers. <laughs> Only twenty-five dollars a month. Come on, purveyor of apples. <laughs> oh my God, no! But thank you, uh, Jessica Hodgkin. Uh, Hodgkin. Hodge- Hardly no kid. Yep. (laughs) Jessica, hardly Noah. Also giving a generous $25 a month. God bless. God bless. God bless. 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 (laughs) Oh, my lovely friend Hannah Burton Grieve giving a $10 once off donation. Quick reminder if you are like all of Amanda's ex boyfriends and afraid of commitment. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can purchase a once-off donation from our big cartel store, Wide and Crime Podcast. Dot big cartel. Dot com. Thank and you my very God, much, is Hannah. Ever appreciated. You're so sweet. And Ben Denton, Ben mm. done that. Ben uh, Den on that. <laughs> ben <laughs> Den on that. Yeah. <laughs> Done that. Uh, and gave $25 once off. So thank you so much, Ben. You made thank a real you, dent in our monthly expenses. Thank you. Yeah, way to go. And Stacy Hudak, $50 once off. Stacy Hudak. Hudak. That's a lot of mozzarella sticks, Stacy. We cannot thank you enough. Oh, my yes. God. All right, that amazing. does it for special thanks. And now for my Except joke. Except for our amazing Wait. sponsor, oh, Talkspace. Right. That one. But they haven't bought a fucking ad yet in 2019. Oh, so we okay, don't know. so never mind. But let's say it so that we're equally drunk and it's in there, but okay. cut it if they don't buy an ad. Got it. <laughs> Last but not least, for special thanks, our amazing sponsor, Talkspace. Go to Talkspace.com forward slash gals to get 45 bucks off your first month of online therapy. Treat your brain. Treat your brain now for a joke. Treat your jokes. <gasps> That's jokes. Okay, I know we were That's just talking very jokes. seriously about the heavy topic of dementia, but this joke mm -hmm. heavily revolves around that. So let's just Great. loosen Can't up wait. and laugh. Okay, fine. Got it. More <clears throat> champagne. A couple in their 90s were both having problems remembering things. During a checkup, the doctor told them that they were physically okay, but they might want to start writing things down to help them remember. Uh -huh. So later that night, while watching TV, the old man got up from his chair. Want anything while I'm in the kitchen, he asked. Will you get me a bowl of ice cream? Sure. Mm. The mm, wife says, good. don't you think you better write it down so you can remember it? And he said, no, I can remember it. She said, well, I'd like some strawberries on top, too. Maybe you should write that down so as to not forget it. And he said, I can remember that. You want a bowl of ice cream with strawberries. The wife said, I'd also like whipped cream. I'm certain you'll forget that. Will you please write it down? Irritated, the husband said, I don't need to write it down. I can remember it. Ice cream with strawberries and whipped cream. I got it for God's sake. For fuck's sake. <laughs> for Get God, fucked. for fuck's sake. Then he toddled Get off fucked, into the Louise. kitchen. After about 20 Louise. minutes, the old man returned and handed his wife a plate of bacon and eggs. Mm. <laughs> she stared at the plate for a moment before saying... Hey, where's my toast? Because <laughs> <laughs> they both have dementia. I get it. I get it. Oh my god, I see my future in that joke. I, I saw it too. It. Zach and I are like basically already there. <laughs> no, you're oh, physically no. fine. You're just mentally crumbling. It's fine. Yeah. Totally. Oh my that God. was a good one. One of your better jokes. All right. We love you all. Thank you for sticking with us for 100 episodes. And you yes. know what? Next week, fucking 101. What up? Let's do it. We're going to be super centenarians. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Within old. Within 10 weeks. I'm, my body love. is crumbling. <laughs> love uh, you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. 
Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!